Hey there, and welcome to the Profitable Content Podcast. Every single week, we're going to sit down and share actionable tips, advice, and even some of our struggles with you all. We know you all can relate as content creators, business owners, or just leaders in the space. We understand that you want to create content that makes an impact in the world and brings more positivity to the digital space. And that is why we're all here. We're here to share. We're here to collaborate. We're here to connect. And we're also here to make sure that you are generating revenue on autopilot. So without further ado, welcome to the Profitable Content Podcast with your host, me, Joss Speaks Digital. Let's get into it. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Joss Speaks Digital Podcast. Today, I have a really interesting, interesting interview. So I ran into this young lady on Clubhouse. Her name is Natasha. And she's going to tell us a little bit about who she is and all that good stuff. We'll get into it in just a minute. But here's one thing I want to talk to you guys about. All right. Clubhouse has evolved into a place and space where a lot of different people come onto the platform, right? When I started back on Clubhouse, it's been a year already. Oh my gosh, right? Clubhouse was like the place where everybody's just kind of figuring it out, trying to see what, what they were going to do on it. Now people have become masters at knowing what to do on Clubhouse, how to do it, and utilizing a strategy to really grow their business. And Natasha is one of the people, one of the folks, I'm going to say that. One of the people, I was going to say one of the peoples. Y'all know me, y'all know me flubbering. She's one of the folks who will help you moderate on Clubhouse, but she has um, an amazing twist that, and, uh, to the women that she teaches. So I'm going to have her talk a little bit about that. So Natasha, welcome to Joss Speaks Digital. I'm super excited to hear about your content creation journey on Clubhouse. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, thank you for having me here. And I appreciate your viewers or listeners for listening in to what we're going to share. Oh, they'll be watching this on YouTube too. So y'all going to okay, see that background okay, we'll and, and all that thank stuff. You. So it's all good. Anywho, I'm Natasha Hardy from Hardy Life because you, yes, you do deserve a Hardy Life. And you know, what do I do? I am a midlife moderator, mentor on Clubhouse, along with being a dynamic lifestyle coach who ignites joyful energy shifts in women over the age of 50 through dance, conversation, music, and movement so they can release their inhibitions, figure out what's holding them back, amplify their superpower so they can live a life of fulfillment. And that's what I do, honey, and so much more. <laughs> All right, then. All right, so let's get into it then. Tell me why you... Um, hopped on Clubhouse. Like, what was the attraction? Why did you go to Clubhouse? Had no attraction at all. I was working with a social media. <laughs> I'm just trying to be. She's like, yeah, none. No, <laughs> no, didn't have any. The young, the young in that I was working with at the time, a social media person. And she was like, you got to get on Clubhouse. You got to get on Clubhouse. And I was like, child, I ain't trying to learn another app. Okay. I'm struggling with IG. LinkedIn, I'm struggling with all of it, and I just don't want to. And she was like, you got it, Mr. Tasha. You have to miss the Tasha. I said, all right. So she, <laughs> y'all know how your mama's them do. You know how we do when you talk to us about technology. <laughs> and so I got on Clubhouse, and it was very overwhelming in the beginning. And I really couldn't figure out what was what was what. And I, I really wasn't aware that they had places for you to be so you can find out, figure it out. I, I, I stumbled and bumbled all on my own. And let me tell you, in two weeks, I was hosting a room. I didn't know what I was doing. And I was scared to death, scared to death. 
And I got on the room, initially got on rooms talking about, the rooms I got on was talking about grandparents raising their grandchildren and adults that were raised by their grandparents because I'm a single grandparent raising a grandchild. So I wanted to get on, on there, right? And so I was scared to death. Most people are like, no, you wasn't. Yeah, I was scared. Anyway, I went from one to the other, just hosting these rooms, kind of haphazardly with my content, not really being on point. And then I stumbled upon the Midlife Network or whatever they was doing. And I found all these women in their 50s and in their midlife that were doing amazing things. And I had to be seen. And the other thing I found out on Clubhouse is I was like, this is like being on the radio, right? So people have to be able, like I took my, I'm going to be 59 in a, in a couple of weeks. So I had to take my thinking back to when I was on the rate, when we had radio regularly, when that long ago. And what do they do? And so when you listen to old years ago, before there was TV, they had all these whistles and all this stuff. So I would have my clapper and I would come on and I was like, you got to hype yourself up. You got to hype yourself up. So when they would say, um, there is Natasha in the audience, you're next. Um, what would you like to say? And I say, I would say, happy Monday. I celebrate, celebrate, celebrate you all you ladies here. And I have my clapper and go, I have a clapper, but it's somewhere around here. I don't have it to show you. And that was my mark. I love your energy. I love your energy. You are so, so that opened it up. And then I made friendships with people. One of them is Linus Woods Mullins. She had to connect with me. She actually had a summit, her and another woman today. And I was, I opened up the summit. So you build relationships. And I started to really get intentional about being on Clubhouse with what I was talking about, wellness. And, you know, I stumbled and bumbled until I really figured out. So Clubhouse has really taught me how to create content. Clubhouse is, has, so now I have, I used to host like 10 rooms, 10 to 12 rooms a week. And in hosting the rooms, I began to co-moderate with people and train them how to moderate their room because I was like, we, we need to tweak this a little bit. I'm a trained speaker. I went to speaking school and whatever, whatever. So I just used that along with some other things from teaching my students, personal training, speaking in groups of people and just come and coaching school and combine working in workshops and combined all of that to begin to create my own method of working with midlifers in this space. So my thing was encouraging them. Come on, y'all. You can talk. Come say what you got to say. You got a good point. Let's, let's do this together. And so I would moderate with them for four weeks, co-moderate, and I would help support them. And I had the energy to do it. And that's how I build this, this concept of moderating with midlifers because there, a lot of the women are fledgling and you know this you you work with women in this in this demographic a lot of them are very afraid to take a next step to move from one say but if they have somebody that looks like them that has gray hair has a couple of wrinkles and has a little wisdom behind it like oh well, she's doing it and she's doing it proudly and okay and telling me it's all right to make a mistake I can do it and then I began to formulate my coaching program which I figured that 
these a lot of these people don't need coaching, right? They don't need coaching. They're wise. They're wise. They a lot of them are orators. I have somebody who is a pastor that I, I I've trained and worked with. They 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 conduct webinars and workshops and all that stuff. But on Clubhouse, everything is in sound bites and to be able to bring people into a point of bringing your content down to sound bites. That is where the trick is and making your content go like this and condense it like this and then be able to give value and encouragement to people at the same time. So that's how I did what I did. And I want to remind you you're on mute. No, I'm just saying, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I oh, just, yeah. If girl, if I unmuted myself, every other word would be, oh yeah, all in this podcast. So, <laughs> but they, they all know, right? And I like to keep it real. And I like to also uh, just make sure that we're in the moment and that we're not so, this is a, a produced podcast for sure. Now, I don't want it to be so overly produced that you don't see some of the things that I do and that you all can take from it, right? Always be in the moment. So with that being said, energetic content is something that I just really, really started to think about when you were talking. So what are some key elements to energetic content? You know, I feel like the big thing for people, because they're not seeing themselves on camera, it really is about... And I graduated from the high school performing arts. Fun fact, I trained as a dancer, but we did drama. And we you have to over- I totally see that all in your vibe. I, I mean, <laughs> I got that as soon as you got up on the Zoom call. I was like, she reminds me so much of my African dance teacher <laughs> in high school. <laughs> yeah. Did African dance. Uh, so the thing is this, right? You have to be a little over the top. So I can't come on here and go, hi, Jessica, how are you? Yes, I speak on Clubhouse and I'm a moderator. Nobody wants to hear that. And I told my granddaughter, she said she will, at one time she said she wanted to be a YouTuber. And I said, well, you have to be excited and animated because don't nobody want to see anybody boring and monotone. So you're going to have to do a little thing. And be on there for people to. Yes, we call it pattern yeah. interrupt in the video world. Pattern yeah. interrupt. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, and people people want to see that. I said, "Who are you watching?" That is like, uh, yeah, no, um, no. So you have to really on Clubhouse because people don't even see you. You have to bring that. So that's why I bought my clapper. That's why now I always come in when people whatever day of the week it is. Happy Monday to you. Happy Friday to you. Happy Friday. You know, I come in with a song. How y'all doing today? I got my little ring jingle, ringle heart, Natasha Hardy from Hardy Life because you deserve a heart. People are like, who that? Let me listen. You know, that's you. That's what energetic content is about. So it's all about the intro is what you're saying. It's about the intro. It's about the inflection in your voice. It's about you lowering your voice to make a delivery, to get people's attention, to raise your voice, to, to, to make a point, right? It's all about the inflections in your voice and being energetic, being involved. And that's why I always encourage people to speak about what are you passionate about? If you're passionate about something, I'm going to get all of that. I'm going to get all of that. But if you're not passionate, I'm not going to get none of it. 
And it's amazing how many times I've actually spoken to folks and we're talking about their content and all that good stuff. And I sit down with them and I'm like, okay, uh, tell me what you want to do. And they're like, oh, you want to do this? I'm going to do that. Okay, what do you want your content to talk about? Okay, I want this. And then I go, tell me about your childhood. Tell me what's the one thing people come to you for. Oh, they came to me for this. And I really used to love to do that. And I'm like, that's what we need to be talking about. That's what we need to pull out. Right. And I've actually had a couple of folks that have signed up for consultation who have left me and gotten mad because I'm like, you shouldn't be doing this. You should be doing that other thing we talked about. Ah, I was like, no, no. And I can't help you promote that because it's just not, it's not going to work. There's no energy behind it whatsoever. Right. So how are the ways that you find out from your clients what they should be saying and how they can put that out there into the world so that they can get the return on investment, right? Because you're, you're an investment that they're making in order to learn how to moderate. So how do you figure out what they should be talking about? You know what? I don't figure out what they should talk about. A lot of people come to me saying, like, for example, Kareem Canston, the encourager, he talks on, he speaks once a week and he speaks about small business grants, power hour. And so he comes in and he just, talks to people about how they can get small business grants. And he has a woman that works with him, Shauna, who talks about this on a level of non-for-profits. And this is really powerful. And I, I go there. My job is to talk about my experience, what I've learned from him and how it has impacted me. So, you know, I won't bore you with the details, but he is really... How do you make that exciting? Because it sounds like that's very like... It really isn't. It really is not. There's so much money out here. And he's an orator. He used to pastor. He used to be a pastor. So he knows how to. He has his introduction. I'm Kareem Kansom, the encourager, the grant man. I'm here to motivate and uplift. He, I mean, he has his own. So in that respect, you are telling them what to, you're telling them what type of content to put out there or how to name themselves even, right? So is that something that you work on with them? I do, but for him, I didn't because this is what, he already had this. But what happens is when we first started, it was he and I, and I would ask him questions. So what about such and such and such? What about this, this and that? Well, what do you do with da 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 da? Well, I had this phone call this week about blah 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 blah. And so when my clients come, I have another woman who wants to be who is a sex expert, sex expert, and she writes erotic novels. However, when she gets on Clubhouse, she's all she hasn't pulled it together yet because she's we still working on tweaking her stuff, right? And she's she's there, but what happens with Midlifers is we are so stuck on being right and perfect, right? That something as exciting as listening to a sex expert who speaks about erotica gets to be very like yawn, yawn, because we don't, because she's, you know, it's the opposite of the grant man, right? The grant man is creating excitement and he has a room full of people. And then the sex expert people come in and then they just disappear because they kind of, it, she hasn't gotten her mojo in that yet. She hasn't gotten her swing in that. And the same thing with someone else I was working with who does presentations all the time. And she wanted to teach women or people how to get six-figure businesses through childcare. But she still was very in a flux about what she wanted to do. 
And I can't help you if you're in a flux. I can only support you when you know what you're passionate about and you're talking about that. You can't tell me you want to talk about boats. And then when we, and you're, you're an expert in boating, right? And then when you get on, you're talking about the weather. You want to teach people how to know about the weather. It's like, we need to, like you were telling your they people. They need clarity. Yes, you need clarity. And then nobody would show up in our rooms because she also had a difficult time following the template. What was the template? The template is give me a topic, give me five or six subtopics. Let's talk into those subtopics. Let's, I created the Google Doc. I gave it to her. Okay, I'm studying. Week two, she shows up with her slide deck on her computer. And I was just like, what are we doing? Yeah, I've been there, been it's there. Google Doc that I told you to read from. Now you're, you're hearing all of this in the background, right? But you're trying to find a slide to say what you want to say. Like, you know, I only know. You know what? It's really hard to break someone out of that, though, when they have been taught and, and, and just brought into slides. You got to have a slide. You got to be per... And that's what they equate to professionalism, right? Instead of it being uniquely you. And let me just tell everyone that's listening or if you're watching this, you have to switch that up. You cannot, this is the new age. We ain't back in the day anymore where it was like, no, you don't talk about your family. You don't talk about anything else you like. You don't do any of that because people don't want to know. No, people want to know. They want to know who you are in order to connect with you and buy from you. And you have to put that out there. So when you have a client like that, or you have someone that's just totally... They don't want to accept <laughs> what you're telling them. How, what are the ways that you break down the walls? Because it's obviously there's some walls there that you need to break down. You know, here's what I do. I let them do it their way and, and let them see how it works. They do it their way. My way. That, that was one I had to work. My way that works, that I'm telling you that works, clearly doesn't work for you. So I'm going to let you do your way. And I mean, it's so, so simple. Like I had someone, I said, let me have your content. You know, I got to look over the content. I, like, I don't just go cold turkey with people without seeing their stuff. So I, I, I'm i like, let me, see, let me see your content. Here you need a topic and you need five or six points related to the topic. Here we go. What I get back, I got back four weeks of questions. Not. And so I had to take the first week and take the questions and convert them into topics. I'm like, this is what you got to do for the next X amount of week. Now, weeks. Now, this person is another person that speaks in the church. And we did one room together. And when I gave him feedback, because I, my, my secret sauce is the debriefing. Like I can, I can, I'm trained, my ear is trained to debrief you and refine what you're doing so the next week because but you know people here I'm doing it wrong instead of debriefing what we get to improve on right so that's my secret sauce and he hasn't come back because he was like I want more people in the room and it's like the key thing people get to understand is as much as you and you know this as much as you as an individual are 
passionate, as much as I'm passionate about what I want to share, it don't have nothing at all to do with me. It's not about what I want to do. It's what my listeners want. It's what my listeners want. It's what they're looking for. So you telling me that you just, you want more people in the room is lets me know that you're just there for the fanfare, right? You, and I said, it takes time to build followers. It takes time to build people to follow you on this platform. On any platform. Let's just put it out there (laughs) on any platform, but go ahead, continue. It It takes time and it's an investment of time. So like I said, Kareem and I started back in, I think the end of April and every week he he can do his work room eight o'clock this week and decide I'm going to run my room for three weeks at nine o'clock. He still has a room full of people. If, if he switched from nine back down to eight, he still, he has those people in his room. He has been consistent once a week for one hour since the end of April. That is commitment. And that's why he has a following and he doesn't sell a product. He doesn't sell a product. People ask him to sell a product. He What he does is he's just giving information. He's not on there for selling. He's on there to give information. He feels like that's been his divine calling, right? So that's what he does. So that's that's how that works. And when we work on, we work on that, you get to understand. So I guess the next question of yours would be, how do I encourage people? How does people make money from there? (laughs) Well, no, actually, I know exactly how they do. And there's several different ways, right? Because that's something that I work with, right? With profitable content is there's always a way to monetize something and there's several different ways to do it. But without getting into the monetization of it all, tell me some of the main things uh, or struggles that you've seen because you've gone over some of them already, but I want you to kind of pinpoint in sound bites, if you would. What are some of the struggles that you see a lot of your uh, demographic dealing with when it comes to moderation on Clubhouse? Fear, definitely fear of fear of looking bad, fear of not having enough content, fear of doing it wrong. So that not knowing how to pull out their content not knowing how to speak in sound bites, not knowing how to deliver their content in sound bites, not knowing how to work the platform, not knowing that a room doesn't have to be an hour. It can be however long they want it, 5, 10, 15, 30, 80, 80 hours. The just overall not trusting themselves or believing in themselves. Yeah. Is that a sound bite enough for you? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I feel like those are all the struggles that I also see in just creating content on Instagram or, or YouTube, whatever platform, you know, choose the platform. It's the same struggle. Um, it's the fear of what people are going to say, what they're going to do. I, I, well, maybe I don't know enough, or maybe I'm not expert enough, or, you know, I'm just getting started. I might need a little bit more, you know, all of those things. What are some ways in which you help them overcome that? Or what are some tips you can give to the audience if they are themselves struggling with that? Also, one real quick is fear of getting started. That's the other thing, just to get started on Clubhouse or even any live is a big struggle as well. So The tip I would say is just get started. Just get started. Just try it out. And the other thing I tell people is, I spoke to a young lady today. She's doing a room. I said, you know, 
your room doesn't have to be an hour. She was like, really? And I was like, yeah, your room doesn't have to be an hour. You can do a half an hour room. Oh yeah? Yes. You can do a room for 15 minutes. If you get on there and you see nothing has happened, get the hell off of there. You don't have to drag that out for an hour. Wow, that is amazing, Natasha. Yes, have your content written down. You get nervous when you get on that. I, I have my stuff written down. I have my stuff on a Google Documents because we're on audio. It's sitting right on front of me and I'm talking to people on the phone like this and I'm like, okay. And I can scroll through my document and go to various parts of it and talk, but all my stuff is in sound bites. They're in bullet points and small sentences so that I can get to what I want to get to. And that is the perk of that. So, so what do we say? We say, get started with your content and sound bites, have your content in front of you or write it in a notebook, take notes, take notes, take notes of what people are saying, because that's future content for you. Take notes of what people are saying. Listen, go to other people's rooms and listen in their rooms. See how people are moderating and see if that's the way you want to moderate or don't want to moderate, you know, because you can be like, mm, child, I'm going to do that. How you, the other thing is have people in your rooms, try to get co-moderators in your room or go get guests that'll be on your stage that will support you, that you trust you got to get people you trust come in your room who's going to either pull people, assign them, they delegate. Like you pull the people up to the stage or decide you're going to tuck people down and stage. And you may have to have a bodyguard on the stage. I want you there so you can get anybody to come up on my room and derail my room because they do, because they do, because they do. I'm not having it. You ain't coming in my room doing that to me. If you want to host the room, Dagnabbit, get on there and host a room. But people will come up on your room, in your room, and they will start like being on on your floor. Yeah, they'll try to take over. Yeah. Take over, be on there talking for five, 10 minutes, and you like, ooh, wait, 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 wait. And it throws you. I tell people all the time, I'm like, people gonna come in your room and they're gonna act a fool. They're gonna act a fool. You better be ready. So my I had a, had somebody have to do that in a room a couple of weeks ago, and my clients was on the stage and I said oh she's going in I was like this is a time for me to show my clients how to do that I said oh I'm gonna be an interruption for you right now oh yes get you know what I'm saying I'm gonna be an interrupt thank you for all that you shared let me reset the room right now she she put herself back in the audience can I tell you put herself back in the audience yes she did because I'm not gonna have it you're not going to come in my room doing what you, what you want to do. So that's the other thing. You may have a have to have a bodyguard on your team. Because you have to own the stage. You have to own the stage and keep the vibe and your energy of your room, your vibe and your energy. You have to protect that. Otherwise, you're letting people know that other people can come up and do the same thing. It's your ship. You steer it how you want to steer it. And you have the right to tell people, I'm going to tuck you down in the audience. Thank you very much. That's how you get people in check. So these are ways that I, <laughs> these are tips and exercises for you to do. So for people to 
maneuver through Clubhouse in a way that works for them. Yeah, so I have two more questions for you. Um, my second to last question is, what would you recommend to someone who is brand new to Clubhouse, thinking about starting it? Why would you invite someone to Clubhouse or why would you tell them that they need to go to Clubhouse? What, what has been the benefit for you? Oh my or why God. do you think folks should be on it? Uh, what do I, what, why would I, let me, let me answer your first question. Why would I invite people to Clubhouse? Because there, it is so vast in terms of content and conversations that you can truly learn a lot in a genre or area you want to, to learn about. So I had a friend that was in confusion about what was it that she wanted to do with her career. She had so many things she could choose. She could work with a non-for-profit. She could work for a, um, she could coach. She could, she's a, she's a uh, location scout. She wanted to direct her movie. So she was confused, right? And I kept telling her, get on Clubhouse, get on Clubhouse, get on. And I, and she got on Clubhouse. She got in her, her, her actual, she came into this whole thing with the acting, right? And she knew after she'd been in two rooms that she wanted to focus on acting. And she says, that's because of you, Natasha. You forced me to get on Clubhouse and I was able to make a decision to see what direction I actually wanted to go in. So in a, in a soundbite, so that's why I would tell people you can make life altering decisions from being in rooms based on what you hear, what you experience, right? So- the second part is what has been beneficial to me from being on Clubhouse is that it's been life-changing for me in terms of the how I want to show up in terms of a coach career-wise. I mean, I make money being a moderator mentor. I wasn't making money being a coach. I was having a difficult time niche getting I guess getting my message out but this is like very niche and it really supports me in 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 so many ways so like I was trying to convince a friend of mine to host a room once a week and she was like well I speak I speak here and there I said but it's very different when you speak on clubhouse weekly than when you speak every three or four months because you're constantly exercising your speaking so I was on a summit today, Midlife Makeover Summit. And um, because I'm on Clubhouse several times a week, I didn't really have time to get my speech, like re rework my speech. So I had a couple of talking points. And because I'm on Clubhouse, baby, I'm able to, I was able to do that real quick. I, I So the benefits is, first of all, what, what does public speaking do for you? It, it builds your cognitive skills so critical thinking skills it builds your confidence and it allows you to expand your network so I've connected with people all over the world all over the world from being in clubhouse and that has been a benefit to me I've made relationships with women I have I have a I have developed evolved my comprehension of women and how women show up for one another since being on Clubhouse because because the women on Clubhouse are very supportive and nurturing to each other because they all are about being successful. 
They all are about getting to the next level. My understanding the importance of networking, that has been a benefit of me. I mean, look, I'm here with you because you were on Clubhouse in my room and you was like, I need to speak to that woman. She's bringing something here. I I wouldn't have known you outside of Clubhouse. There's tons of women that I know because of Clubhouse that I don't even know because in my own personal network, I am a, what is an outlier? So I'm weird. I'm quirky, right? Because I'm doing a business. I'm a parent to my granddaughter. And, you know, I am an entrepreneur. I'm doing all of this stuff and they can't relate to it because they're all working a job or trying to work a job or changing their career or whatever, whatever. And so my last question is around exactly what you do and how you help midlife. What do you tell me? Do you call them midlife or yeah, midlife? Uh, women, uh, primarily women, and it's the men in there too, but primarily women, right? What is the main thing that you want? Why would you want them to come to Clubhouse? Why do you feel like every midlife woman should be utilizing this platform for themselves or for their business? Or do you feel like some of them shouldn't? I'd love to hear your insight on just the midlifers being in that space. Yeah, absolutely. Here, here's the deal. If you're in business, if you have a message, if you're an expert and you desire to communicate your message, you get to be on Clubhouse. It may not be for everyone, which I get, it's okay. It doesn't have to be for everyone. However, if you have a message and I, the reason why I feel like midlifers specifically get to be on Clubhouse is because they have wisdom, they have knowledge, They are experts in one or more things from living life for four, five, six, seven decades. And they can, they have information to impart on other people. That's what I feel. I feel like I have information to impart on other people and they get to hear it one on many. And you will find people are attracted to that. There are people out there waiting to hear your story, waiting to hear your message. And way too many times, midlifers are ashamed, especially women, have a lot of shame around being a teen parent, uh, marrying too early, not graduating college. I mean, I've coached these, these women I'm talking about. They, they coach because they didn't graduate high school, but they have a business that's thriving. You know, they, they it's like, what? And these these things that are hanging over their heads and, you know, some of them have been in abusive relationships and gotten out of it. Some of them are in recovery. They they were addicts and they turned their life around. They're like me. They're a grandparent that came out of empty nesting, became a parent again, and felt like I knew nothing about raising a child because I'm doing it 30 years after my son, you know, after I had to do it for my son. And then on top of it, my granddaughter had a learning difference, which I didn't know about. We didn't know about. So that was really cray cray. And you get to know that there are people out there like you challenged, struggling, combating things. And and your story can change someone's life, can turn someone around and be like, hey, I can 
get my life together or I can go on this path or that person can help me and let me contact them or let me come up to the stage, right? Because it's not like they're seeing it on Instagram or video. You're like, I can raise my hand and say, you know, what about that? Because in the moment you get hit with these questions that you can raise your hand and come to the stage that you may forget if you waiting to make a phone call. That's what I got for you. Love it. I love it. And tell everyone that where they can find you and how they can find out about your moderation services. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Hardy Life. That's H-A-R-D-E-E, like here, Hardy Life on Instagram, at Hardy Life on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn at Natasha Hardy, right? So my name is uniquely spelled. We talked about that earlier, Natasha. It has an S and a C in it. It's either the S or the C, but I have both. And my last name is with two E's, so Natasha Hardy. And I am, and is that where I am? Those are the two places that I am on. And if you want to reach me by email, you can reach me by connecting with N-A-T-A-H-A-R-D-E-E at gmail.com. So you can send me an email. And I am, I just want to let you know, I'm starting a full week moderate a boot camp for midlifers starting on Monday, December 6th. Starting on Monday, December 6th. And we'll probably do this cycle again because y'all may this this may be past Monday, right? So the 6th, but we will be doing this again in January. I'm going to do four week cycles and I don't play. We get the basics together and then you, you you're moderating rooms within the next five days. I'm not playing. Clubhouse is on the board. We don't wait. We don't want baptized by fire. That's what we do. I love it. I love it. Okay. So I have one last one. I lied because I always ask people this and I want to make sure I ask you as well. What was the one thing you wanted to be when you were a kid? What did you want to be when you grew up? Or no, your favorite TV show. That was the one I wanted. Your favorite TV show. What was your favorite TV show when you were a kid? My favorite TV show... I don't, I wouldn't say when I was a kid, more like when I was a teenager was Little House on the Prairie, was Little House on the Prairie. And what I wanted to be when I grew up was a dancer. And I did that for a period of time. But yeah, but I still. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I better go check out my reels on Instagram because I'm. Yeah. Her reels are hilarious, by the way, <laughs> which is the reason why I reached out. It wasn't necessarily Clubhouse. It wasn't the room. It was when I went to her Instagram. And if I could leave you guys with something, know that if you're going to use Instagram or use Clubhouse, then you definitely need to make sure you're taking the continuum over to Instagram because people will go and check you out. So make sure you're the same person you are on Clubhouse. On Instagram, you're showing a visual of who you are. Um, because she did that so very well. And it really made me feel like, oh yeah, no, she's definitely a character. Gotta have her on. So thank you so much for coming on, Natasha. This has been amazing. And I look forward to seeing more of your reels on Instagram. Thank you. Have a good holiday.